Do I want anything for VPR to never die? <laughs> Don't talk to me until I've had my morning rewatch of the Vanderpump Rules midseason trailer. <laughs> There's a lot happening today in the cloth. There is a lot to talk about. Also, we're in our matching Warby Parker. Oh, we are. Are you in York? I am in, um, yes. York in yellow gold. Yes. Okay, so I have been eyeing that. I'm in, I don't even know which one, because I have multiple in the yellow gold. I fucking I die it. for Warby Parker. I know. I'm loving these. Warby Parker, if you're listening, I just, I love you. Yeah. That's all I have. Sponsorship. Sponsor. <laughs> just send me a couple. Just send me the York, yeah. honestly. Send me the York. <laughs> just like one pair of glasses. Just what one a day would do. Just like a daily, like a little mm. change of member, change of underwear yeah. with the, like, well, I mean, I yeah, think we still yes. do, but like with the days, with the of, days the of the week. Days of the week. Well, listen, what a day to record. You guys, it's Andy's girls back in the office for another deep dive. Sit down with one of my favorite people and guests. You know her, writer comedian Vanderpump rules historian yeah. Allison Libby back to Andy's girls how are we today I mean reeling really reeling really I tr- it's just like every day you wake up and there's some other gift that mm. the Vanderpump rules universe Mm-mm. has bestowed upon us and I will say all of this makes me love Lisa so much more <laughs> I was always a fan. I always loved Lisa. Oh. I always defended her mm-hmm. in the fight with, but we, like we know, I don't like Kyle. So like, mm-hmm. so I was always on Vanderpump's side, and just like all of this, I saw someone tweet earlier. Like, do you think Kyle is just like somewhere seething that like Lisa created this like blockbuster oh. spinoff, and she's also the richest person on her own show? Oh my god! By f- I mean, by f- I mean. <laughs> Number two is like someone deeply in debt, so I don't know. Right. It's like Guillermo out. when he's on once a year. Is that his name? Yeah, Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo. Oh, I'm, he's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Stunning. I met him at um, See You Next Tuesday. Oh, wow. I, oh, wow. God. He was there. Peter was working. The I guy. saw Peter the night that I had dinner with Tom and Ariana. Okay, let's dive in. <laughs> Guys, so the mid-season trailer just dropped right before we recorded, which we will get to. But what is this about? Oh, wait, I feel like I remember something happening with the dinner. Why do I feel this like this like is familiar? This was like six or seven years ago. This was oh, uh, maybe not. shortly maybe. Off after Tom Tom had opened and um, uh, Anthony Atamanek, very funny friend of yes. mine, the uh, creator President. and host of The President Show. Right. He's on What We Do in the Shadows. Brilliant comedy oh, person. Such a good show. I know. I love it so much. Mm. Um. And also Bravo-holic. And also a huge Bravo-holic. Who's been on Watch What Happens before. Yes, he's been on Watch What Happens. He's all, like, he is like up on all of the shows. Mm. And so he knew Tom and Ariana like loosely, and a huge Vanderpump fan. And so he knew Tom and Ariana. And Ariana loves improv, as we know. Yes. So they met on some like funny or die like web series shoot that she was like had a line in or something. And, Anne, oh and Anthony was in it. So like they kept up a friendship for years. Um, and then... Uh, we were both in LA working and he was like, let's go to dinner. Let's go to Tom Tom, like uh, my treat. You know, it was like after we wrapped a season of the president show, I think. And, um, he like kind of didn't tell me that we'd be like eating with Tom and Ariana. <gasps> um, and one of her friends who. Did he know? Was he yes. like going to surprise yeah, you? He, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Um, and so like, you know, we had, it's like, I have like no, like, I spent most of that dinner like talking to Ariana. Tom was kind mm. of like uh, it was like right after Tom Tom had opened, so he was kind he was of like schmoozing. he was being the mayor of Tom Tom. Mm. Um, and Peter came in at one point and like handed somebody some cash or something. I was like, of course you're still like even in real life you're just like kind of a pop in cameo, yes. <laughs> which is all we really need of Peter. I don't need to see him on a date with Raquel being oh. like, let's get nachos. Um, yeah. 
But uh, she's so awesome. I just had like such a lovely, she's just so awesome. And mm. like, you, you know, having not met, had I not met her, I'd still be like 100% on her side through all of this. But just having like met her and had a really lovely evening, I'm just like, this girl, like mm. burn it all down. Mm. She's wonderful. Well, judging by the end of the mid-season trailer, she absolutely <sighs> has lit that match. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on that. But just yes. first, what was your initial... And guys, this is like a Housewives podcast show that is... Yes. We will talk about Housewives too, yes. but like we are in this moment in time. Right. History we needs to, to reflect that we said we something. Woke up to. That we did something as proud... As American patriots... Yes. It is our duty. It is our responsibility to talk about our thoughts and feels when it comes to the scandal ball. We it's, just have to. It's in the constitution to. of a bravo We have to. We, we couldn't not address this explosive mid-season trailer. It is also an immersive theater experience to be uh, to be a witness and you know a voyeur into all things scandal. Well, like it's like I feel like. I know we've gotten this before, but it's kind of like one of these rare events where like things are happening in real time mm. while things are happening in showtime. Mm -hmm. Like like watching what's happening with like the Raquel of it all from months ago. It's like we're we learn something that we're going to get to see actually play out in yeah. a way that I don't think we get very often just because mm -hmm. of the timing of how some of these things work. And so rarely do we have a seven plus month affair that we're looking back on on camera because it it happened it at least happened during filming yes. we have no idea of the start right which to me you know i did a two-hour double episode for patreon <laughs> talking about like through the lens of majority women bravoholics yes just understanding and deep diving different opinions of why the focus so much of the focus has been on all things Raquel mm -hmm. like why hasn't it been more on Tom and yeah. like trying to get into like women friendship betrayal and all of that so I've been thinking a lot about and like my group texts are all like he's a piece of shit good. like just going after like that like it's like yeah we get, good we like <laughs> good good like we like touch on Raquel of course being That's like great but we're more like this fucking asshole. Like, I don't, like, fine. Be mean to her on camera at this point. I don't care. But, like, Tom. <laughs> well, like, yes. Well, it's about Tom. I mean, ultimately. It's always about Tom. There's a curiosity, I think, about Raquel, at least in my part, both because the friendship betrayal is, like, triggering. Yes. Um, but also because I don't know who she is. So to talk Raquel? about. Yeah. So, yeah. like, to talk about, like, the experience and curiosity of that is to me more interesting mm. and like has my focus more because I know less about her. So like yes. to try to understand her intentions, it's yes. more complicated. And I like to sweet to swim in the sea of complication me too. versus Tom. But as you said, he is he is like a super villain at this point. And like, you know, we've only seen some little statements. I'm so interested to see kind of like how this plays out between them on camera. Who's it, the them? Uh, Ariana and Tom. Yeah. Because like as, as somebody who doesn't want to get married and doesn't want to have children, mm. um, I am scared at how he's going to weaponize that part of Ariana. Her choices. Her choices. And like make that somehow that he's a victim to her not wanting to get married, to not want to have kids. I just like worry like it's like between like her the the mental health struggles that she's like very open about you mm -hmm. know on the show and on social media and then like her choosing to be child free not being interested in getting married like there's a lot that he can like 
because he has no defense he has no like you're you're an asshole is Mm. what it is Mm -hmm. like you cheat on her because you're a jerk like there's like there is no real reason so he's gonna like point he's gonna try and make himself a victim somehow and like justify this decision somehow and i'm so scared of how he's gonna use her life to Gaslight. Just, yeah, exactly. Well, it's also interesting to be like, I was thinking about, you know, like you were one of the reasons why this happened as opposed to like, right. wow, I didn't think about you at all, which is right. how this occurred yes. and why it went on so long. Like, w- be honest. I think it's almost, it's j- to me, it's better for him to be like, I didn't think about you even a right. little bit. I was super selfish versus like, God, if we were, as seen in the Mitzi was in trailer, like if we were better to each other. Right. What if we had both tried harder? What it's if like, what we are had you both about? tried harder Mm-mm. in a 10 Mm-mm. plus or 10 ish or nine in a smidge your relationship? And P.S., speaking of all things, fucking um, choosing whether or not to get married and, and uh, start a family, including children, like, thank God. Our, well, I mean, <laughs> but like Ariana has also said, I think recently in the last couple years that like her thoughts and opinions changed at least on marriage Marriage, and then it became a question of like the kind of wedding I would Mm. want versus marriage so like which previous um statement and thinking of Ariana's is Tom going to present as his defense strategy when surely he is aware if they have had let's call them updated conversations yes yes he just, I, I don't know. I, I wish I could credit whoever tweeted this, but like somebody tweeted or posted it. It was me. I'm not on Twitter, but okay, it was great. Me. Okay, it was great. Me. I, th- I, thought, I thought it was you. Okay, great. Um, that like Tom Sandoval is just like the definition of a man who cannot come to terms with his own mediocrity. Oh. And it's just like, it's so, he needs, I mean, it's so like, oh, like it's God. like, yes, that's like, I've never like articulated mm. it so clearly, but it's like, you weren't really a model. You weren't really an actor. This music thing is just like a Depressing. delusion. You're not Harry Styles. Like, calm down with all of that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, now you think that you're like this bar owner, but you guys can't even like open up this bar that someone else is doing the majority of the work for. Like, you're just not enough of any. You're not that fun. You're not that like, you're just a mediocre man. And he cannot deal with that because he thinks he's a god. Well, and if you're being... This is the problem, okay, with Bravo Lebs mm. as a universe. Yes. And I think it's also the joy and the celebration of them. Yes, of course. Is that for some of them, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of a wink, right? Like yes. to go to yes. select concerts, shall we call them cabarets? Sure. You know, one-on-one, right. you know, various uh theatrical experiences Mm -hmm. whatever is taking even like a cooking class or whatever there is typically a wink yes in the eye of the attending bravo holic yes because while we sometimes cheekily or literally anoint some of these people gods and goddesses correct there is the suggestion of humor there yes and i think tom sandoval is like one of the people who has the least amount of a sense of humor in the entirety of the bravo universe he is the most self-serious person on bravo no question like Which everything is, is earnest everything is like serious nothing is ever a joke like mm. he cannot like he like he i think he has like low-key some pretty intense rage issues do you like because when you see him really lose it sometimes you're just like ooh, 
I, I, like he doesn't often but like when he de- like did you ever get the sense that any of that was performative where he was like I feel like I'm supposed to be sometimes playing out a little bit yeah where he was like playing to the camera some of the crying yeah. some of the with the Kristen breakup with yes. some of this stuff it felt a little a bit little, like he yeah. was playing out yeah I it's just like he oh god I mean yeah but there's no humor there's no like I think that, like, mm. a lot of people on Bravo are like, I'm famous on Bravo. Like, I think that there is an understanding that, like, this world is a, is a little enclosed. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can be, you know, I talked to Alana Glazer once about fame, and she was like. Shout she, out Alana Glazer. Love Alana. Um, and she was talking about it, and she was like, I think we were at an airport, she kept getting stopped. And she was like, it's so weird, because, like, to the people that know me, I'm the most famous person ever, but most people don't know me. Like, it's like this weird, like, mm. the fans are super fans, but it's not every, it's not a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, after, you know, coming off of Broad City or whatever. So I think that, like, most Bravo people understand that about their fame, that they're like, I'm famous in this universe. And I think mm-hmm. Tom thinks he can transcend it. Do you think that Tom thinks, I mean, Jack's the, the, I mean, now he has because like people guy that, in this group, people that don't watch Bravo now know who Tom Sandoval is, but not for his stupid music or his acting or his. And how do you then unpack that, or is a part of being Tom Sandoval his refusal to that he lives in his refu- own universe? Yeah. But but I would think because so much of the attention is overwhelmingly hostile. Yeah. Wouldn't you respond to that in a way? I guess you could be like obstructionist. You could be defensive. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's looking at it as an opportunity because I don't no. think it is one. No, I don't, but it's just like funny that like he has absolutely in the past through like other avenues tried to transcend Bravo fame. Like I think like he wanted to be a musician. Like he wanted to be a famous musician, not a Bravo musician. Like I think he wanted that right. for himself. So like now to be like, wow, everybody knows my name. But it's not for anything good. Like, what, what, a, what a sweet irony that is, I think. And you would think it would be, like, a positive thing for someone. Because how many Bravo Libs have monetized their Bravo celebrity, which they have every right of doing? I mean, get as much money as you can. Lord knows the network is. These are the people right. who are making the universe. But for Tom, I guess some I of that. I don't know if there's this, a path. Right. And also the side hustles seem to have inflated his sense of self, I yes. guess, his identity. Yes. And then I don't know what happens when your sense of identity is like Saturn versus Mars, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know how that, I don't know how a person would even unpack that. No. No. And there's seemingly like, in both of their understandably ghostwritten, I mean, and what yeah. what can you expect at a certain point? They're not going right. to be writing their own shit. Well, no. he, I think he wrote his first apology, which uh, is yes, why he definitely did. Ariana wasn't mentioned. <laughs> right. And then somebody put in some money for the second. Yes. But like, there seems to be um, an insistence from many of us in the Bravo community to like assign humility mm-hmm. to the people involved. What does it mean if like, for however long we've known Tom Sandoval, for example, we haven't seen an ounce of that. Like, why would we expect that now? Is it realistic to expect that this person would learn their lesson in the last two weeks over their behavior over seven months plus, but also, you know, a decade long? No. 
period. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not going to turn around and become this self-aware person. And I'm so interested to see moving into kind of this next phase where it's like, we are going to get a reunion. Whatever that looks like, I don't know yet. It sounds like maybe Raquel on Zoom. Yeah, I don't know. Because as Andy himself said, like, essentially, it's going to change every day until yes. the reunion. And yeah. it will likely change that day. <sighs> so, any- I mean, we are living in unprecedented this times. This is unprecedented times, you like, guys. This is unprecedented like, times. I'm sorry, and this is not to throw it, but, like, The Bachelor could never, you know? it's <laughs> Because I think that's the thing about Bravo is that, like, it's not just, like, one or two seasons of knowing somebody. We are over a decade deep in these people's lives. So like when something happens, it is like literally earth shattering. Mm -hmm. And the bachelor, you know, you could have a bachelor bachelorette. They come back, you know, they're voted on their own Island after being cast off from their original season. They come back, maybe they come back and do it again. Right. Those things that happen. Paradise, whatever. Right. And then you follow them on social media. You follow them when they cameo, but these are people's lives that we have followed. We've been watching a documentary about them for 12 years. <laughs> documentary is. It's a documentary. Sure. Let's go with that. Um, it's not not a documentary. <laughs> like, if you had to define a documentary, I think this falls into the very broad definition of it. Oh, my God. Right? Sure. <laughs> um, Grey Gardens could never. No. Um, so, listen, I, I do want to take a little bit of a step back because I yes. am curious for you mentioned that the text thread has been overwhelmingly. It's about Tom, yes. which commend you for. Yeah. What was your initial gut physical reaction? Where were you when you received the news? And how has your processing changed as more information has come out? It was um, a devastating moment for me because oh I couldn't react. I was in the middle of um, oh no. recording uh, my podcast, which is not about Housewives, so it's not relevant. My co-host does not watch them. And we, were, we do it over Zoom. My ruined. Co- ruined. Uh, my co-host, Hallie, lives in LA, so we do it all remote. And I do it on my computer. And, like, I my text messages show up on my computer. And I just re- – and, like, they come – I don't know how to turn them off even when we record. It's a nightmare, but I normally can just ignore it because it's, like, whatever. It's just happening in the background. I got, like, t- like a huge text from my friend that just came in. It was just the sirens. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and then, like – um. And then the, uh, and then the article, and then she like linked the article and it was like a small group text of like maybe four of us. And it was Mm. like, holy shit, holy shit. And I was just like, I can't look at it. I can't comment. I can't type. It'll be too late. But I opened up the link during, and I was just like, (gasps) like shook, like shook to my core, but couldn't in that moment react to it. And then we stopped recording and I had like 78, I had like as many text messages when that news broke as when Roe got overturned. Oh, my God. Wow. Like in terms, like, equally important. Yes. Equally but both important. Were, both were moments where they happened when I couldn't be on my phone. Um, or I was, like, not looking at my phone when um, uh, when the SCOTUS leak happened. But um, it was just, like, and then all of a sudden I was, like, how do we start sorting through this? You know, yeah. how, how do we start picking up the pieces? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, d- like, a small part of me was not, super surprised by an affair from Sandoval. I was really surprised it was with Raquel. That is that the thing. That was the thing. This like, is the thing. Like. I still can't get over it. Definition of shitting where you eat for both of them. Yeah. Um, 
But like that, I was just like, I was like, had they ever been in like on camera together? Like, I was just like, I just don't even like those are, they're so far apart yet also so close. Yeah. In a way that just is shocking. I, I'd be less shocked if it was Katie. Like, I mean, like, I like, I, like, it's just like, I honestly the left, would be less shocked if it was Katie. Like the left fieldness of Raquel, but also the grossness of it. Like, it's just like, I, there's just something so specifically weird about that pairing. It gives me a little bit of like Arrested Development her because I'm like, yes. there is a part of me that's like, I know as odd as that sounds and there's no re- there's no reason judging by her behavior or anything. It's not, you know, justice for Katie. Hashtag justice for Katie. Yes, of course. Which we and are like, watching I'm, that season. Also, like, it's I've always been a big Katie fan, okay, even right. though people, like, really, you know, talk shit about her. And she hasn't been perfect, but, like, I do feel like we're watching this kind of justice season mm. where, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Schwartz sucks. Right. And, like... You were treated poorly for a really long time, and everybody gaslit you about it. Right. Because, Including like, your husband. Because Schwartz is like, hey, I'm Schwartz. You know, and right. Like, oh, he's so great. And it's like, is he? Right. Yeah, there's like a feeling to me of, I just couldn't, again, it's why so much of my focus has been on Raquel, because I just, it's hard to, it, because we haven't seen them together, because right. I didn't think of her, I don't even know how to say it, like as a, I just I I I, I, I the words are not coming out like I just I never thought about her as someone not even being capable of that but as like a main figure in anything I know like I just remember the first time we met Raquel and I was like oh this is a waste like just like there's just not a lot there and then most of the drama with her was what's James doing not mm. what's she doing what's ja- like it's like is James drinking how's James treating her not what's she doing at all and then, like, most of her drama was just Lala calling her dumb, which I'm not going to refute um, because she was doing dumb things. And it's like, that's all we know of her. It's, I don't know what she wants. Well, I think she wants to figure out who the fuck she is. Which and is, she is young, which I think she's is 28. Like, like, I, like, that's, yeah, okay. I thought she was younger than that. Um, <laughs> that's pretty un, unacceptable. <laughs> we keep treating her like, like she's, she's 23, but yeah. she's not. She's 28. And listen, 28 is different for everybody. Totally. But and she's a pageant said, girl. So, I mean, maybe she's actually like 19 now because she was like, a, I, like, I think that pageant circuit just like stops you from a lot of maturing. Yeah. I mean, what happens when you are in an environment in which you are putting on the performance of your personality and being awarded for it yes. who is going to appear the most congenial who is going right. to appear the friendliest who is not going to say the wrong thing who is going to know when to be quiet mm-hmm. and carrying that over into like what seemed like a pretty toxic relationship with James and carrying over well I don't know anything about that I forget do you what was the reason that they gave for why they split up at the, I think at the it reunion. Was, wasn't it anger stuff and him mistreating her repeatedly over yeah. the course of whenever? Yeah. And then, and, and then she like, yeah. I, oh, yeah, that's right. I was just like, I was like, what did they say the reason was at the reunion when they kind of dropped that ball? I mean, and well, what did she say in the last episode when she was, well, like, it was like that he, he was like he, the way he talked he to her. He fat shamed her mom. Yeah. He was making fun of her father. Yeah. He said a lot of things that I just can't imagine. Ugh, it At like yeah. the angriest point of any to hear someone like 
and especially someone that is supposed to love and care for you and respect your your family family, right to disrespect your mother in that way and to also like sexualize his mother uh, her mother rather and to sexualize his mom is in love with him (laughs) Yeah, the mom stuff is fair. I can't get over his mom saying, like, he took his first steps at Tiffany. Like, unpacking that. It's a lot. With uh, where they are in their lives now and struggling. It's it's really dark. It's complicated. But with Raquel, it's just, you know, in trying to understand and unpack her reactions on the girls' trip and her obvious grief and fear and fright over like I don't know who I am and I don't even know how to communicate that like all I can say to people is the most seemingly truthful thing which is like I literally don't know who I am right now yeah which who among us can't empathize with that but the other part of it is like it is so important that we get some sort of investigative reporting around when the date happened because yes. I need to know exactly exactly when. when because if it was going on before that tri- the, bo- the boys night if she was if they were having an affair think, during that trip I think at a minimum they were already crossing talking. the line yes, yes, yes. with Boundaries. how they were talking like I think they were already sexy texting mm. flirting mm-hmm. who knows if they had made up, like met up yet or not but mm-hmm. they were some sandoval's a really bad actor and his face when she walked in was just Oof. like i guess there's no point in doing a face on a podcast but he really could, i mean do, you know but it was just like draw your own adventure yeah, yeah it's just like it. this this like trying to hide excitement and like knowing he's out ariana's not there raquel mm-hmm. is there like it was just like, oh, you've definitely already been talking. And, like, I think that when they were on the girls' trip, she had already been talking to Tom. I think the reason she showed up at boys' night was Tom Sandoval. Like, where'd that invite come from? And Sandoval mentioned that they left the trip early, which, listen, they're filming a reality TV show. Who knows if production was like they left the trip early. But I mean, it there didn't is, come I mean, off like that. It there's a call sheet. Like they're mic'd. Like, I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it's not a huge surprise that they showed up, obviously. And so all of that being said, like, how do, how are you processing these episodes as they air? The most recent episode, as we were told 87 times, had not been edited after right. the reveal of but the affair. But it was longer. <laughs> it was 15 minutes longer. <laughs> like, they're never this long. <laughs> like, okay, maybe you didn't, like, edit what you had, but you definitely, like, put more in or something. Also, you knew you were onto something. We didn't know what, and certainly it's entirely possible they didn't know, obviously, the specifics of this, but something was I'm so curious up. if somebody in production... Was aware? Was aware at some point. Maybe not even aware, but, like, had a... Like, I just wonder how close production has been to all of this, and, like, it's not their job to tell us, obviously, mm. but, like, I'm just curious, like, if, you're, if your job is filming these people all the time, if anyone ever, like, caught them or got a whiff of it at some point i would think we would broke. get that information i would think so i would hope so i mean one of those people is obviously schwartz and and i do think that finding out when schwartz, like because I, I think we're like learning that schwartz knew in the fall well he's schwartz told people at least initially including people in the cast Kristen, i forget i think yeah Kate, i've rewatched katie's watch what happens yeah and she was like we're essentially not talking but like yeah um and understandably so, like mm-hmm. healthy boundaries. Um, but he was telling people a month ago, a month prior to finding out is when he found out. And it's like, actually, it turns out it was. Sev- I, somebody said that it was like November. 
Well, I mean, there are all But I don't know these, who said that, so now it's like, who knows? Uh, there are all these examples of social media mm-hmm. with these friend outings with Sandoval, Raquel, Joe. Schwartz, and his special friend, Joe, who was a good friend of Kristen's for several years yes. until Joe, I guess, crossed some boundaries. And Katie has since posted on social that yes. Joe is like not a, great. Yeah, like a... Not lot on meth or something like that. Like yeah, that's how she just acts. Like some sort of yeah. you know, um, color commentary yes. there. But looking at these photos and looking at the ways the intimacy that it seemed Raquel and Joe shared as friends in how they were socializing and knowing that the affair was going on at that point mm-hmm. and knowing that there are questions around schwartz and joe's relationship he keeps calling her like a roommate and a friend and it's like it's very strange okay cool just just say you're yeah whatever's happening is happening katie's going on dates on camera can you just say that you like are sleeping with this person right um yeah but he had to keep up the appearances maybe that's how he was because he needed to be single so that they could have the the raquel cover See, this is where I get really confused because it doesn't look right. great looking back. It looks like he had to have known months prior. Right. But then I think about the like Schwartz and Raquel of it all. And I keep thinking like, I don't think, and I think Katie said this too, like, I don't think that Schwartz knew at the point, I, I think that. Not in what we've already seen. Right. I don't think, I don't think he that was what aware. I don't think what we've already seen. Right. Anything. Like, I don't think that even necessarily the affair was going on at that point. And I don't think that, like. There could have been boundaries crossing between Sandoval and. Right. But I don't know Raquel, that they were, like. a full-blown affair, um, affair. And I think that what we are going to see moving forward, like, that little, um, in the trailer for the mid-season, there's, like him and her on a date and they like kiss over the dinner table Schwartz and Raquel Schwartz and Raquel and I'm like that feels because Katie has already said to Raquel don't fuck don't do it like don't like he's we're still married like we're separated like but that's still my husband like it hurts me like her mom told Raquel that that hurts her it's just Mm. like and we're still gonna see them hook up that makes me like it's bad yeah, and it makes me think that, like, one of the things that I guess Katie told Stassi, I feel like a psychopath um, saying this stuff out loud, but, like, one of the things that Katie told Stassi, when Stassi talked about on her podcast, was that um, Katie was upset behind the scenes as they were filming because she said it was essentially obvious that Schwartz and Raquel had no interest in each other and were doing this yes. for cameras. And Katie's thinking at that point was like, so they don't care about me at all because there's right. obviously no interest that they have for each other. So they're okay hurting my feelings. Just so they have story. Just so they have story. And now understanding the bigger picture here, I don't know how I would process that if I was Katie. Right. I mean, I just want Katie and Ariana's sandwich shop to thrive. I want them both to go find better men than these two losers. Mm. And just to, like, be happy Valley Village gals. Like, just go. (sighs) They deserve better. And do you think that better can be found when you're on a show like this? Like, do you think that you're surrounding yourself with, like, better people? I mean, Stassi found Bo. Yeah, and who knows if they would still? Well, no, I can't make that argument. I was gonna say who knows if they would still be together if they were both still on the show, but they were engaged and they were engaged already when they were on the show. So like, I think right, that it yeah, 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 it was gonna, and yeah, like, it was gonna work out. Yeah, and just like 
I, it's like, he's great. And it's like, I think you have to like work a little harder to, but I think coming out of all of this, they're going to look so good mm-hmm. that even being on the show, it's like, they are women who got fucked over by shitty men. That's like a, you're in a, a hero position there. You're a little like, it's a little easier than like what Sandoval and Schwartz have, mm. will have moving forward as options, even though like it's just easier for men. There's always going to be somebody. Conversely, how do you fully heal from that when you would think a part of it, specifically in a divorce for whatever period of time and a long-term partnership like the kind that Ariana and Sandoval had, like how do you fully heal from that if you still have to film with these people and be engaged right. in situations that are intended right. to result in some sort of spice? Yes, and like go to things like reunions and right. BravoCon and these things where the, the past is constantly being brought up to you. I don't know. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorenda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luanne? <laughs> and while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options. And it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. 
That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Row, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I'm wondering, like, where we go from here right? with Vanderpump. Part of me is like, drop the rest of the season today. Get cameras rolling for the next season this afternoon. Literally. Like, start are, filming now. What are we doing? Like, yeah. put body cams on all of these people and just, like, 24 hours. Sort of, like, the Truman Show. Like, truly. I mean, <laughs> New Jersey season four, season five. Yeah. Begin filming season five. I mean, it, that didn't. The day after. Right. That didn't really work out well for them. But, no. like, try it again. Start filming the next season while <laughs> the current season still <laughs> needs to film a reunion. Just, like, like do it. Stop having seasons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just make it like CNN, you know? It's just like, it's on all the time. (laughs) I mean, good morning, good afternoon, and good night is like literally what we need. We need some sort of like big bubble to just put these people in where they have like certain sections of West Hollywood and we just have cameras everywhere. It's so, I was just like thinking also like, I'm so ready for this reunion. It's like, I'm excited to see like all of the... All of the episodes to come and then the reunion, which I got to imagine is going to be four, five, six, seven parts. I don't know. Like just (laughs) air it like Shark Week, just like every night of the week. Um, Just do it. But what was I going to say? Um, the, even though they're, the filming is going to happen forever, even though you're looking forward to the rest of the season and the reunion. Oh, it's just so funny to think that like, you know, and I wonder how much they're going to re-edit some of these episodes to just, like, add more, like, to give us more of what we want and less of, like, like more content. Are we going to, like, sit down at the reunion and have Andy be like, Brock, how's the fitness business going? Like, I just right, can't, no. like, no, we just. He doesn't need to go. No. And also, why is he all, every, all, every time we see him this season, he's in some kind of baggy leather item. 
<laughs> like he's wearing these weird baggy leather pants when they go see Sandoval he's play. Such a weird and then guy. like the next time we see guys night, he's in like a leather shirt. And it's like, Sheena, stop dressing this man like Kanye West. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, uh, so what do you think is going to happen at the reunion? Like, how do you, do you think all members will be present and accounted it's for It's got to be building? filming soon. Thursday. Thursday. I think. Yeah. Thursday or Friday. Because I remember when it broke, it was like the reunion's filming in two weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like we're, we're, we're coming up on yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that moment. Um, I think we're going to get, the only one that I think is like, will we get her in person is Raquel because of the, um, Sheena restraining order. So you think that we will get her in person as a result? She's the only, she's, I think we're going to have everybody. She, I think might like, she may be on zoom. I don't know if she'll be in the room with us, but I feel like it would be smarter for her to be in the room there to make her case. Like, look how, I mean, like you look at the Beverly Hills reunion from last year and like Diana had a tough season cause she sucks. And then for her to not be there in person, like it just looked even worse. Yeah, it plays into all of the arguments that you would think exactly. she would want to, yeah, rebut. Yeah. So, and I feel like with Raquel, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, if you're removed from all of this, like, you have to, also, like, this is your job. Like, this is your job. Mm. You have to show up. Like, you fucked your coworker. Time to come to HR. Like, that's what this is. <laughs> Like, come to the meeting. Your presence is mandatory. Oh, my. And another example of how HR actually does not work on behalf of its people. It works (laughs) on behalf of the company because, babe, they're not. The reunion is not here to protect any of you. Mm -hmm. It is. No, it's here to throw all of you under the bus. I mean, I think, like, I think it's going to be hard to watch because I think it's still so raw that I think we're going to see real emotions from Ariana, especially. Yeah, but everyone. Sheena's definitely going to cry a lot. If you are Raquel, though, and you if are... If I'm Raquel, I'm moving back in with my parents and, like, never going outside again. Well, this is horrific. I mean, well, and the amount of vitriol that she has faced on social media and the knowledge that all of these people that you were filming with, she, I'm sure she surely, as every Bravo Lab does is already thinking one season ahead, two seasons ahead. You're part of this core group now. We're sort of just getting to know bits and pieces of Mm -hmm. you, essentially. Mm -hmm. But these are people who you know. These are people who you've developed relationships with. She was in the press talking about her great friend Ariana, how great Ariana is. I mean, they were really friends. And Ariana, like, went to bat for her a lot. And then you have, like, Sheena, who, like, however, you know, what. and obviously now she is on the right side of history, but it's like, you know, Sheena really was also close with her. She was inviting her to things. She was including her. Like, how much of that is the show versus, like, she? I don't think there's a line between, like, show Sheena and real Sheena. I think it's like, this is it. Um, but if you're Raquel and you think you're going to get shit on regardless, why would you show up? Right. Because if she's thinking to herself, I, the, the, People are saying the worst things about me they could that could ever be said about anyone, yeah. and it's coming a hundred thousand tweets at a time, or whatever. And I know that my cast hates me, and I know by the things that they've said on their podcast that this is not going to be an easy ride. No. Why would I show up? Because right. it's like either you hate me on social media, and you're also going to hate me with new content. Why don't I just eliminate? That new, why would I put myself it's in like that the position? Seinfeld where Jerry stops talking to Kathy Griffin when she's like running the um you know what episodes I'm talking about <laughs> no but I wish I oh, did Kathy Griffin uh, like guests on it and she like plays a comedian who like talks about Jerry on stage making oh, wait, fun of I him do. and she has this like 
wildly successful solo show where she's just like shitting on Jerry. And so Jerry just stops talking to her mm. so that she doesn't have anything Content. to talk about. Right. And it's like, I see Raquel, I see that move. I think that like for Raquel's life, she should go um, because this will be like an accountability moment. For her. That she should have to do. Like, it's like. That some, she should perform. That sometimes I think that like. You made your bet. This was, you are not some like other woman who didn't know him and like just kind of like, ooh, I guess this wasn't good, but also like, like you made real choices that hurt people. You have to take accountability for those. And part of that accountability is like being at this reunion. Is it how normal people function? No, of course not. We don't None have of this is normal. We don't have like large meetings mm-hmm. um, where there's a mediator who's letting mm-hmm. everybody yell at each other. Like, there, yeah. we don't do that in real life, but this is her life. So. She's got to go. And I wonder what Tom is saying to her. Like, I wonder what he is trying to manipulate behind the scenes and how he's oh, for sure. potentially telling her as what versus whatever production is saying. Yeah. And what maybe Andy right. is saying. Like, what is he saying to her? Because I would think it could potentially be better for him if she doesn't go. It really? Rem- it reminds me a little bit. Do you watch Shaws of Sunset or did you watch Shaws of Sunset? I've, I, I've dipped in here. And, blessing? I've dipped in here and there. Okay, there was an extremely toxic cycle and period of time with uh, one of the worst Bravo Lebs in history as a human person, Mike, mm-hmm. and his yes. then wife, Jessica. And yes. there was a point in time where Jessica like showed up to the reunion to film to respond to what cast members were saying about them and their relationship and Mike and whatever else and he essentially forbid her from filming because I think he didn't want anything to come to light it's another liability right he was like extinguish the fire he can can control the narrative entirely if it's just him if she's there and she's getting asked things and she has to respond like he can't control what Raquel is going to say right and he was aggressively being like shut the fuck up you're not I'm it's not going to happen it's like for us and then of course they have since gotten divorced but um with Tom and Ariana uh, sorry with Tom and Raquel I would just think he would be like don't go because yeah. I don't I don't know that it would be I would think that he would be manipulating something right now to yeah. benefit him I don't know what But do you think that her going and them showing as like this is real like would be his like a defense I don't know how you potentially perform that because my guess is Raquel is certain it's real she loves this man she wants to be with him she put fucking emoji hints on her captions during this affair of her being Tom's next top girl like she had in all of the ways that people wonder why weren't you thinking about Ariana I think in Raquel's mind this isn't me devil's advocating. It's me trying to process it. Sure, sure. I think in Raquel's mind, she was like, this is about me and this man. Mm-hmm. She's like, I fell in love with him. Maybe the circumstances aren't ideal. Maybe it makes it hot. But this is the guy that I want to be with. And either he's telling her that's going to happen or she's taking that as a way to continue the affair and feel OK about it because yes. she still feels like. If he has sent hints and like Easter eggs, I'm like, this will happen. I just can't bring up with her right now, but I will. Or she's just intimating that that's yeah. the reality of what's taking place. I think that is how she is able to continue this. Like when you think of like the greater question of how can this go on for, for so, so long, long, to me, it's not a matter of how can Sandoval do this because. He's a piece of shit and yes. always has been. Yes. And this would go Always on for, this has would have gone been. on for 10 years with any woman 
it it is not Raquel specific to me. It's anyone mm-hmm. because he would not he would not have ended anything with Ariana. No. He would have just continued it. So for me, it's like I think it comes down to the woman in the position who is being manipulated, misled. Mm-hmm is participating in this mm-hmm. and is just feeling like the way for me to process it and accept it is to imagine that there is a greater reason and the greater reason is I love this, this man love. and I want to be with him. Yeah. So like I would think for Sandoval and Raquel for her to be there as Katie said as other cast members said this better be love because how on earth why it right. couldn't have been worth it otherwise. I would think Raquel in real time is trying to process that regardless of what the PR responses yes. are and what she may also be feeling, realizing whatever else. I would think that that would be tough to communicate if Sandoval is not actually feeling that. Because then I would think yes. it's like the Inception yes. style, like egg inside of an egg kind of thing of like, Sandoval's performing with Ra- to Raquel that he wants to be with her, but now he's also performing it to the cast, right. and maybe he doesn't feel it. And then also Schwartz is there, and also Schwartz is there, and that's another factor for the, all of this. Like he's in, he's in this. In he's in it. He does not. Well, it's both he doesn't want to be in it, and also he doesn't understand what it is. Yes. And then the mid-season trailer drops, and we see footage from real time, I mean, from the now, mixed in with the then. It's, it's just, it is just the wildest thing to get to live through, to watch this, to watch how it kind of loops back on itself, that we're seeing, like, things play out in real time, that then the show actually, because they were, hadn't, because of when it happened in, mm. in the production and programming timeline, like, that they actually could go film and could tack it on to the end and could like, and that we haven't gotten the, like, what if this had happened after the reunion? I don't know. You know, it's just, this is a once in a lifetime reality (laughs) television event. And yet if you were a person who's reacting to this, who either has watched VPR or hasn't, and is like, how is this different from anything else? These people are all a piece of shit. I don't understand why people are making a big deal out of it. What is your reaction to that? To like, this is just another day for VPR or Bravo Labs or just the experience right. of watching reality TV. Why does this, why are people making this into such a thing? I don't understand. I think it's how real it is. You know, like sometimes like you get these, like someone hooked up, but it's like, were they even really together anymore? Like it's such a real thing. Mm. that, And I think that like you're, over 10 years in mm-hmm. on a lot of other shows, if they even make it that long, like the authenticity starts to wash away. But these people were, I mean, like we're talking about like Tom and Ariana have been on from the jump. Like mm. Katie, like th- these people have been around for so long mm-hmm. that it's not just, you know, you see other, other shows a couple of years, like, Oh, we know who this person is. And like, yeah, it's getting a little overproduced and like all, but like, this is just like, it's such a re like, production is scrambling to deal with it like that's how real it is that I think you just don't get very unfortunately you just don't get very often I would say like the next closest like bombshelly thing that would approach this besides the season two uh Shakespearean tragedy of Jax, Kristen, Tom like Mm -hmm. I mean and Stassi I think would be like Tom Girardi like the bombshell of all of that I think that this is like 
I think it's more shocking <laughs> somehow. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know, Erica's, you know. It's all, but it's like that felt like such a like, oh, my God, what are we watching? Like, And we got hints of that from, from uh, lawsuits yeah. and like yes. things are happening and the conversation isn't quieting some sort of – fraud then, hijinks are taking place and then it turns and out then it's all like sudden, a fucking shit show this we didn't get any hints no this came out of the blue but i feel like it's just as like foundation rocking like that is real that was a real thing that happened and this is a very real thing that happened and just to clarify for the people right now because i can i can hear them in my ears not to say that the Girardi fraud, which like bankrupted and mm-hmm. literally ruined people's lives. Yes. It, it's not to say. No, no, no. Not the fault. Not the fault of the actual. The spiritual, I mean, like the, it's like the actual reaction to it when it comes to like the what the fuck. Right. And to be like. Holy shit, like things aren't what we thought they were. I would think this would be closer in my head to Jen Shaw because Jen Shaw, oh, sure. while there were okay. questions of like. Um, what are you doing for a living? We didn't, the majority of us who aren't reading like yeah. Also, what are any of them doing from, for a living, you know? For real, but I think it's going to raise some questions. Yeah. Um, certainly got some of us scratching our heads when Louis said that he's working in lead generation on Watch What Happens. Um, mm. TBD on that. But uh, for the gen stuff, it was like, wait, what's happening? So like, it's illegal, but it's like super illegal. And there was this, and she's like at the top of this fucking crime pyramid. That to yeah, me, maybe we that's didn't a really have in- any indications of it. We were just like, okay, her money, she's making strange financial decisions, but like maybe she's just like living in this bubble. Maybe it's just like right. you- They're in debt you might and have, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you might be in debt, which I mean, BCC, any number of Real Housewives. I mean, that's- Like 80% of the people on Bravo. Yeah, it's like the house of cards. But this, we didn't even know we were building a fucking house. We yeah. had a house that they bought together and that Sandoval refinanced. Yeah, oof. I hope they signed up. Oh, they weren't married. So good. No, and she's and Lisa Vanderpump previously was like, this does not pass the smell test. Yeah. Like you saying out loud, we refinance the house, which is something you do together. But like Tom knows that the debt is his responsibility. Right. She was like, well, it's just his equity, not my equity. And it's like, I don't think that that's sounds. I don't I don't know what it's like to buy property. Yeah, and I'll I never, never have good enough credit. <laughs> my credit is that like I'm trying to get it into a positive number. It's currently in the negative. I mean, I'm not even trying. Who are we kidding? I'm just like, something it'll grow. It's like, like, it's like a your... chia pet, right? You just yeah. like throw some water at it. And then one day it's like a flower. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is I don't. And it's going to cost. It's going to cost a lot. It's going to separate to out all of this. Like this is going to be like. Ariana's going to need to hire or whatever lawyer she has who negotiates her contract. This is an entirely different kind of thing. Now I wish they had been married and that they had a prenup because in California, she would be in great shape, I think. But then don't you? Oh, yeah. But I guess. Yeah. I don't know how it how it's going to work with that debt. I'm very, very especially if short as Schwartz and Sandy's is so new. I'm I'm very concerned for how even without this, even I was like, that place is going to fail. Um, it's in a weird place. It's the new restaurant. Yeah, Schwartz and Sa- I'm just like, it's clearly really expensive to run. Um, like all restaurants are, but like I feel like it's I don't know. It, it just like doesn't seem like a sound business. Like mm. it feels like the kind of place that like in two years it'll be done. But maybe sooner. See, but you would think that with their names, I mean. We I wouldn't want to go near a property that those two have their names on at this point. 
But a lot of people would because right. again, it's like the universal theme park, yes. and also somebody with called, stuff happening. What could be what could be better for a Bravo Lab? Uh, sorry, for a Bravo Holic than seeing a Tom in the Wild? Yeah, it's just like somebody referred to all of the the Vanderpump uh, restaurants as medieval times for Bravo fans. <laughs> Like, because like Lisa was quoted as be like, people come to the restaurants because of the food and the atmosphere. And it's no. like, no, we're coming to see if any of the people we watch on TV are currently waitressing. <laughs> like, or is somebody like sitting at the bar getting, like, that's why people go. Mm. And, but I, there's something like about Schwartz and Sandy's where because it's so much theirs and it's not like a Lisa and Ken property right. in the same way that like Tom, Tom, like, I don't know, they're just like the weird mayors of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But like, Schwartz and Sandy's like, I, I think that the vibes are going to be so, ugh. like, I don't like, like, I think it could be, again, I'm, I'm like sort of devil's advocating here, sure. but like, I think it could be a party for people coming in. Cause they're like, this is so fucking wild. This is going on as we know it's, this hasn't happened before. It's so nuts. Medieval times. It's like, okay, well now this is like fucking Epcot. Like this is right. like going on the, whatever. I don't know anything about Disney or whatever, but it's like the, one of the things with the stuff and whatnot. It's like the, you know, you're like watching <laughs> Harry Potter and then all of a sudden it's like the beer that tastes like butterscotch or whatever. It's like, we're both shaking our heads looking at Never each other. Never seen a movie or read but a book of that entire I, series you know, from like, that turf. <laughs> I just think like this is like for, and this is a total no judgment and mm-hmm. also there are staff involved and whatever else. Right. All that being said, like what's the experience like going there? I think it could be, I think it, for someone it's like visiting LA where's the, how can you catch a Tom in the wild? It's like going to Schwartz and Sandy's. I, Whoever goes for the food or the atmosphere, the atmosphere is gawking. Yeah. At best. At anywhere. Best. Anywhere. Anywhere. Pump, sir. Oh, Villa Blanca. Villa Blanca, rest in peace. Actually, I think also Pump is rest in I don't even know. It's hard to say what's going on at any of those restaurants. Right. And at also, any given who time. knows how any of those restaurants are doing, let alone Tom and Tom's? Like, right. questions around liquor licenses and stuff. Like, yes. who even knows? Yes. But I, I feel like. I don't know. But then again, you, you, you're you not typically dealing with this kind of reputational like this is dark. apocalypse. Yeah. This just feels like kind of yucky. Like the vibes are yucky. Yeah. I would much rather <laughs> get some sort of gluten-free vegan Sandy at something about her. Yes. Oh, a Sandy. Oh, I didn't even mean that. That's I just tough. meant short for sandwich. Yeah. Um, you know, that's I would much rather just like team Ariana, team Always. Katie at all costs. Yes. It's just like the way that we will go but also you might want to you know visit epcot you might want to take a little i mean i totally understand people wanting to go yeah. i'm curious of What's how many the, people actual will actually actually do it no idea and how many people will actually do this if this ever dies down well that's the thing it's like right now it feels like we're just like in, so hot like it's like the fires are mm. raging mm-hmm. but six months from now mm-hmm. when there's no vpr on tv when I mean, I don't know what would have to happen to keep this going. An engagement, a pregnancy. There's no way. No. There's no No, way. No, there's no way. There's no way. So it's like, I don't, like, short of, like, I don't know, maybe him, like, starting to hook up with Charlie. I don't, like, there's just no way that this keeps going Mm. at the rate it's going. And so it's like, what is a restaurant that's right now probably profitable because of the drama around it? What happens when that drama is, like, not the most exciting thing. Yeah. And also, I mean, is it better or worse for them if, if, you know, Sandoval and Raquel are no more. Right. I I really don't don't know. know. I don't know. 
this is such a mess. It's so crazy. It's, it's like, like crazy. Invig- I feel alive. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, Anthony oh Atamanik. Anthony Atamanik said that um, Scandaval ended the pandemic. <laughs> He was like, I haven't left my house in three years. I'm going to meet someone for lunch right now because I want to talk about this so badly. Like, it's just like, this is the moment. Anthony, come on Andy's Girls, by the way. This I is the presidential would. tour of uh, yes. of Psychology Bravo podcast. So yeah. do it. Do it. Do it. Um, listen, I want to shift gears a little bit yes. because, you know, New Jersey is happening. New Jersey is happening. And talk about a time in which real shit is going down in real time. Not to say yes. we have we have experienced aspects of this previously. Mm-hmm. But what's your reaction to these new episodes? Knowing, as we know now, it's like a line in the sand. There's no more between Tree, Melissa, Joe. I mean, here's the thing. I'm in and out of Jersey over the la- over its mm. entire lifespan I started I watched like the first few seasons like regularly and then I kind of fell off Mm. at one point and then kind of got back in a few years ago and then missed a season and now I'm like pretty back regularly watching I hate watching Teresa I (gasps) don't like her oh wow yeah 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 yeah. I don't like her I don't think she's like funny I don't like I just I we're She's just the opposite of how I do every single thing in my life and not in like a fun way where it's like, oh, that's a weird way to do things. Let me look at that. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't like anything about her. I really don't like her. So like, even though like people have different opinions on like her versus Joe and Melissa, I'm just like, I will never be on her side for anything. I do not care what happens. I will never be on her side. Okay, let's unpack that a little bit. So what what do you think is behind that almost kind of like visceral reaction? I don't know. I think it's like, I don't, like, I just like, I, I would never want to be in a room with her. Like, I see her and I'm like, I want to be as far away from this person as I can humanly get. Okay, this is genuinely surprising to me yeah I just there is just something about her that I like I can't even put my finger finger on it's like she's not very smart and that's just always kind of hard to watch um and I I I did feel for like when Joe had to go away and then when she had to go to prison like I don't feel bad for them like they made they did those crimes but like I did feel for that family unit and the girls and like I do think she cares a lot about her daughters and I think that's very nice but I, I'm so confrontation avoidant. Like, I'm such a non-confrontational person. I don't like having any conversations with people that get a little uncomfies. So, like, the way that she lives her, like, she's all confrontation. And I just, I don't, it just, like, puts me off to her in such a way that I just can absolutely never be on her side. And also now seeing that, like, you know, in the, and I missed a few episodes, like, so far this season, so I'm a little... Mm-hmm. you know, unsure on, like, some of these fights here. But, like, I like Margaret, mm-hmm. and I don't like Jennifer. And Teresa is, like, firmly on Jennifer's side of all of this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I also don't like that. But when it comes to, like, confrontational, Marge at that lunch. Oh, that was psychotic. Was, I mean, just I mean, that's, absolute, com- that's pretty confrontational. That's, like, so confrontational. Like, that lunch made me so anxious. I was like, this isn't fun. I don't like this. Like, I do want to watch the reunion of the scandal of everything. But, mm. like, this is – I don't – and I think, like, I don't know. I've been trying to unpack, like, why I've been less interested in, like, Housewives proper recently. Oh. And much more into – the younger tier, the Vanderpump, the Summer House, mm-hmm. the even, you know, reluctantly, the Southern Charm 
mm. of all of it. I don't know. There is something about housewives right now that is really tough for me. And I don't know what it is. And I think it's a little like I've been on my own journey of um, my rage with boomers is so intense um, about what they did to the world. And I know that like I, I, I know some of the housewives are like my age at this point. So it's like hard. To, they're not all, you know, New York and Beverly Hills have the oldest ladies, I think. But there's something like generationally that I'm like butting up against with housewives where I'm like, fuck you. Fuck your big houses and your wasteful lives. And like the like not that the people on Vanderpump aren't bet, but like there's just. There's something about watching Housewives right now that has really been just like pushing my buttons. And I don't know what it is. I think it's a little bit of boomer rage um, and just like generational anger at like where we are right now in the world. But I think also the like. They're so out of touch. It's such but like in a way and like in a way that's like not fun for me anymore. Where I'm like, it's rude for you to be this far away from reality. Not that there aren't other people in every corner of the world that are, but there's just, I don't know. It's like, it's something I've been grappling with. That's been really hard. Thoughts? <laughs> I, the generational of it, I like receive that. And I think this is also like, this is a safe space and people listening and to all of us having conversation. The point of us talking to each other is to listen. You don't yeah. have to agree. And also, I know that not every person over 45, like, enacted the policies that led to the climate crisis and the economic crisis and the other, like, huge problems, like, that our country specifically is faced with right now. Like, that's not individually any of their problems, but it's, like, more the, it's probably misplaced rage on my part. Would it be possible that instead of thinking about it as, like, an age specific or mm. rather generational specific divide it's really the divide of like a person's environment yeah and that's that's interesting to me because the whole seeming origin story of housewives was specific to that environment that's, yes it was the environment of we are out of touch watch yes. us play yes and i just think that like for me personally it's been getting harder and harder to engage with that and not be angry I don't I totally hear you and yeah. I love this perspective <laughs> and I like it's I not think that it's I don't really like also still like watch some of it and like of course like you know when Beverly Hills comes back and why would you assume why not to assume I don't want to uh use that word but why would and you imagine that the summer house people are less out of touch because no. they're forced to be a part of it because they I don't think, have that kind of like access and opportunity. I think like, like there the, is a little kind of like well, like there is a little like just like from a wealth perspective, there is like a little bit. It is a little bit less with the younger generations just because like they haven't been on TV for a million years and making like they they, they aren't in their forties and fifties with like doctor husbands. You know what I mean? Like there is a little difference. I still find them very out of touch, and I still find it kind of like hard even watching Summer House. Sometimes I'm like. You fucking assholes. Um, but there is just something with Housewives, and I think specifically, like, Jersey, and, like, I really watch, for the most part, New York, Jersey, and Beverly Hills. I, mm. like, I really like Atlanta, and I dip in a lot, and I know I need to watch Miami and Potomac, but I don't. Um, I think there's part of just, like, looking at, like, you're in your big house, and, like, I don't know if you've watched the news ever and is and it's like it's an unfair thing to put on a reality show that you're literally supposed to watch to disengage with those things. 
But there's just something about it that I am starting to have a really hard time with. And it's been really rocking my, you know, foundation as like such a Bravo fan because I love Bravo. But it is like, I'm like, are we reaching a tipping point where like this stops being cute? Hmm. And I don't know. I hope not because I love it. Mm-hmm. But there is something I'm like, I don't know, because also it's like, especially at a height, because I've just watched a bunch of New Jersey and I just, my disdain for Teresa is so intense that like, it kind of does color the rest of the show for me. Hmm. But like, I love Dolores. I like Marge. The new Jennifer really reminds me of an actress and I can't quite put my finger on it. Hmm. Just like a small character actress that I've like seen in some things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you sure you weren't in like that episode <laughs> of Scrubs? Like, I just like, whatever. Um, it's like, I, you know, I think that it's like watching like the Teresa wedding coming. Like, it's like, that's all kind of exciting. But there's just something that's been like a little, I think like ever since like uh, Housewives and True Crime started to really blend that yeah. I started being like, is it responsible to like watch this and like it? Is it like, does it make me feel good? I don't like, I'm just working through a lot of like strange uh, emotions that are coming up when I watch like specifically Housewives. It doesn't not happen with other fran- like mm-hmm. other shows, but I find it like peaking when I watch a show like New Jersey or Beverly, Beverly Hills at this point. It's interesting because it's like the idea of escapism as a pejorative. Like escapism mm-hmm. was is and can exist for many people as an opportunity to quite literally escape yeah like I don't want to think about those things mm-hmm. I just want to experience a bubble maybe because that's what I want I, that's not my reality and I don't have the opportunity to have yes. it and it's interesting to imagine that turning as it surely has seemingly for I'm sure a lot of people yeah where it's really about you know the generational stuff I totally hear you that is less a uh, connective thread for me. Yeah. I can't like, it's, it's so hard to like, I'm cause like what does make those shows different? Like what does make Vanderpump rules different from Beverly Hills? Like what does make summer house in New York or New Jersey different? I don't I, know. Yeah. I don't but think there it's is... age because yeah. to me, I don't think it's age cause Kyle is older than the new New Jersey housewives. So yeah. it's Kyle meaning summer house Kyle. Yes, yes. So it's like, right. Yeah. We, we're getting like 33 year olds right. that are in the mix now. So it's not quite general. It's just, and it's not even, it could be experience. Yeah. I don't know. There's just, there's something that's bumping me a little bit when I watch it where I'm like, I don't know if I think personally that this is fun for me right now. I don't know why. That's interesting. But I do feel like rage come up a lot in me when I watch it. So interesting. I know. I don't know. And, and I wonder like if like, if we weren't in the middle of um, earth shattering Vanderpump Rules Would you you feel that way? Would I feel that way just overall about Bravo? Or is it because that's like such a you cannot not watch that. But like I'm like when the other franchises that I watch come back, like I'm I'm less excited for like they're like everybody's like they're filming Beverly Hills right now. And I'm like, okay. It becomes almost potentially a little bit of an opportunity to experience and like funnel that rage a little bit to place it upon. Yeah. The throne of housewifery. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like misdirected in any no, way. No, totally. And it's like, and it's not. And like, that's your experience. This, you yeah. And it's not me it. being like, um, I'm getting, I'm moving on from this and I can't believe you guys are watching. Like, no, that's not like, honest. I'm being like sad that I'm like, why isn't this bringing me the kind of joy that it has in the past? Mm. That said, do we need to watch housewives teach their teenagers to drive anymore? My answer is no. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I like those moments. It makes me sad though when it's like the conversation of driving and then like, so what's the like, deal with Zia? Do you still talk which, to your cousins? Right. And it's like, oh, <laughs> like leave it. Yeah, I don't, I'm like, we've just seen so many learning to drive moments that I'm like, let's find something <laughs> new, you know? Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, for me and my journey, certainly when it comes to, I've had absolute triggers with Jen Shaw, obviously, absolute mm-hmm. triggers, as everybody knows, with Erica, with mm-hmm. Rinna's behavior. Rinna. Um, yeah. But I've also felt more of an opportunity versus the way I've maybe like communicated about housewives in years past, mm-hmm. more of an opportunity to try to experience some of these people more holistically than I have, mm. which you could maybe look at as like, I don't think I think of it as like choosing ignorance, but like <laughs> the idea of like, what if there is an opportunity instead of like, and this is not in any way directed oh. to what you just said, but like care. literally my, <laughs> I love you. You can be like, like, that's dumb. And I'd be like, you're right. <laughs> but like the ability to try to understand where a person is coming from without placing roadblocks in front of that. Yeah. Because I know that in my experience as like a podcaster and person, mm-hmm. and those are, you know, uh, sometimes mutually exclusive, but like I, I think sometimes I have shut the door on someone's story mm-hmm. or experience because I'm like, well, we disagree at basic things. So I don't think I should allow you the opportunity of feeling human or humane. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, just like in my own like therapy journey or whatever, I've really been confronted and challenged on mm-hmm. those ideas where I'm like, you're doing yourself a disservice by choosing not to be curious. Yes. Because and I to think, engage. Right. Because I also think like my my personality is like biologically curious mm-hmm. and I'm stopping myself from understanding or at least appreciating another person's curiosity in a way that does not allow me to grow mm-hmm. where I am like stunting myself mm-hmm. and choosing to and I don't really like that feeling yeah so I've leaned more into like trying to connect and understand someone and it's just so interesting that this conversation this part of this conversation started with Teresa because for for years which AGs know in the early days of AG like it was a non-starter she triggered me I was very she's, angry yeah she's season very four, season five triggering. she can be very triggering for people but a lot of people also connect with her mm-hmm. and I have found myself this season I even I like literally don't remember what happened a single moment of last season yeah I know last season was kind of a blur and I think I only yeah. watched half of it but I was like that's enough yeah, and there are moments where, like, I get so frustrated at some things that she chooses mm-hmm. to believe or doesn't understand is a choice to believe, like yeah. about um, sexual harassment. That, and, like, like and if that I was really a stronger was like, woman, I wouldn't be confronted. I would yeah, just it's like, oh, he would never be harassed. Right. Like, he, he that would, would never, never happen that. to me because right. I wouldn't let it happen. Like, that, like, I think that, like, for, like, I've always really, like, struggled with Teresa and I don't like her. And, like, that for me was like, it's a, I'm done. Like, it's mm. a nail in the coffin of, like, You've been so frustrating to watch. And like, she's such an interrupter. And she's like, it's hard to watch her engage with people. And then like, and I was just like, I don't like her. And then like that, I'm like, I just can't like, and who knows like what like real traumas. Like she also is always like benefit of the doubt. But I'm like, I just don't. Yeah. You can't go there. Well, and I get that. I get people not being able to go there. Yeah. But conversely, she's 
on a journey right now. She's like in therapy. She's trying to figure some of this out. She's trying to understand boundaries. And it's like, sure, we could spend all of our time focusing on like, well, she doesn't communicate in a way yes. that I feel is um, like respectable, which is a whole other issue of like how we judge a person's intelligence versus the yes. ways that they communicate versus the opportunities that they did or did not have mm -hmm. to like process things in a way yes. that's like more verbal, right? Um, or also just the reality of like what it is that we're watching take place and who this person is. Right. But I think like, wow, she's really um trying to work very hard or, or seemingly from what we've seen, and I, I am choosing to believe it where she's trying to grow as a mm -hmm. person. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that because like it makes me curious yeah. for her journey because she's opening doors that she has aggressively tried to keep closed. And to see her do that, however, 13, 12, I don't even know what fucking seas we're on. Yeah. But like over a decade on to see her open doors and leave doors ajar mm -hmm. and also work on boundaries and just like communicate in a way that I haven't seen her do before mm -hmm. and consistently do and not just do that as like a response to someone yelling at her at a reunion. Right. I, I, I find that really, um, I think that's really I don't, I think that's like commendable. Like yeah, for totally. Teresa to be at a different point in her life, starting a new chapter and to say like, I really want to talk to someone. Like I really want to, I have experienced behaviors in my life that like she isn't proud of. Maybe her old behavior triggered herself. Maybe. Very possible. As she said in therapy on the new, this most recent episode, like Joe's anger triggers her because it mm -hmm. reminds her of her dad. Like, right. How long can we judge now, Teresa, by the Teresa that we saw that we've for the seen last for the last, Yeah. Yeah. And like, look, like I want, because I think that Jersey is fun. Yeah. Like as a franchise, like yeah. compared to some of the, like, I think that like they party. I mm. like that the husbands are so involved. Like I like all the, like, I think that it's like fun to watch them be friends. Like I like, I like the franchise. Yeah. I have felt, and like this, this always turns me off no matter who it is. Like Teresa's had the kind of like, this is my show and these people are on it kind of vibe mm. with the rest of the women. And in a way that like, it's a very Vicky Gumbelson kind of way to mm -hmm. be on a show. Like, you know, she's the only one who's been there from the beginning. Like, of mm -hmm. course, I get like her feeling that way, but like, it does always feel like, I don't, I'm just like, no, this is an ensemble. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not your show. And so that sometimes puts me off to her as well. I'm hoping, and like this being a wedding season for her, I'm like, is that, is this all going to be about Teresa? Though I know we're getting other fights. I know we're getting other things going on, but it just still always feels like it's always about Teresa. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, can it be about someone else sometimes? Is the, um, That's a production and an editing choice right, right. as well, as, as much as her behavior. I don't know that the editing is, or I don't know that the environment is set up to support a narrative in which Teresa isn't somewhere in the center. Yeah, right. Because that's like the world we've built. And when we bring in new people, there's a connection to her usually. So it's just, that's what it is. And that's fine. And like maybe at, maybe moving into next season, we mm -hmm. can have a little bit more like an even ground ensemble vibe to it. But right now it feels like we're all just watching the Teresa getting married with the subplot of I don't talk to my brother and his wife anymore. Well, I think also one of the difficulties there is it is very difficult to disagree with her. 
because she has a lot of power. And so you look at the way that Teresa understands and communicates friendship and Mm -hmm. we don't typically see the kinds of conversations between like Jen Fessler and Marge, for example, where Jen Fessler says, Marge, I love you, but you really fucked up. Like you went too far and, and Marge is like, I got it. I understand or whatever else. I don't see that conversation happening with Teresa unless it's coded and coded with like, yes, but I understand. And like, but you were right, but you were right. But like, I don't even know how far I would see that going. And I think it would be a conversation that Teresa would probably lead. And that that creates an imbalance because I think there is just organically an yeah. imbalance because Teresa does not seem, nor do the people on Team Teresa in the cast, able to try to figure out that dynamic because she does genuinely have a lot of power, yes, including in how she would like people to process her behavior, yes, which is tough. Yeah, it's, it's just, also realistic. That's just, that's right, the universe that's of New like, Jersey, right? That's what it is. I um, yeah. I I'm trying to think of like what else from these like last. I just watched the last two episodes back to back. That lunch is tough to watch though. Yeah, the Marge Jennifer. Oh yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. The, I was thinking of Jen Fessler. I was thinking of the follow oh, yeah. of the no. no the actual fit because the also the, I love that she was like I have neighbors stop right. screaming at each other you absolute <laughs> maniac. Not all of us have six acres, okay, Jen uh, That was like and like Teresa's like six acres and it's like it's like that. I'm just like I, that should have been a fun moment, but I was like, ugh. See, like, I processed that as a fun moment. <laughs> That's a fun little humble brag moment. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's I don't know what's happening on my journey with Teresa. I think I I think I have chosen to um appreciate her in ways that I challenged some of my own triggers, I think with her or yeah. I've just like I just I feel like we've experienced so much and like mm-hmm. carrying that I don't know. I, I there are housewives that I when I think of I am triggered and feel anger, but I just think for someone like Teresa my personal take is that, like, I yeah. don't think she's deserving of that kind of visceral response before mm-hmm. uh, or anymore in the ways that I think she was just my personal take previously. Totally. Um, I don't know. And, and some of that also is like us projecting our own right there's value system she, and on, she like triggers me because there's people that have been in my life that have behaved like her in certain little there way. we like, go that's always and that's always like you know everything my, the reason i hate kyle is probably mostly that she's every one of my friend's moms mm-hmm. when i was growing up like so i'm just like oh but i hate that and that's what like every one of your friend's moms in what way just the like saccharin just like too involved acting oh. a little like it's like acting like she's one of the gr- like I, there's just and it's not that oh, I think we necessarily get that from Kyle but, but like there's just a vibe to her that I remember a lot of the girls I grew up with their moms were very similar like they're like mm. the fun one the center of the part like and it's like I just like was so put off by that as a child and like my own like relationship to like those friends and those moms and like whether I was accepted by them or not. So like Kyle's like a huge trigger for me and like the anti-Semitism that I grew up with. And she just represents like so much of the community. Like just it's not her fault. She's not an anti-Semite. But like, she's Jewish. I know. But like she is so similar to the women who treated me poorly that I'm like I'm it's hard, it's impossible for me to separate them. That maybe there was like an outsiderness that you felt 
younger, yeah, yeah. It's a younger I mean, it was just like a very terrible place. But where did you grow up? In Maryland, but in like a very red area of Maryland. So there weren't other Jews. I mean, <laughs> so. But it's like, but I think like Teresa also like I like the anti-conflict part of me and like just the way she handles conflict in general, like is representative of like the kinds of people where I'm like, oh, I actually like don't have a relationship with that person anymore because of their behavior. And I'm seeing that behavior in Teresa and thus I don't want to have a relationship with her at all. And how do you process conflict on New York, which is very conflict heavy? It's also really hard. It's been really? getting really hard. It's like not fun anymore. Like at a certain like. I feel like the pandemic has like changed my relationship with some of these shows because like I've changed my outlook on some of the things I do in my life. Does Mm. that make sense? It totally does. Like that I've been like, oh, life is way too short and awful to possibly, you know, it's the Kim Cattrall. I'm not going to do something I don't enjoy for one second. (laughs) But it's like that's how I've like started. I've like learned how to draw really hard boundaries in my life in the Mm. last three years that I never had before. And I think, like, seeing the lack of those same boundaries exist on the reality TV that I watch has been, like, a challenge. Well, especially if you feel like they're making light of this really real work that's happening in real time. Yeah. I don't, it's just a very – I've been in a very strange place with all, all, all things Housewives. And, and all Bravo to an extent. Like, I have a lot – like, all of my Bravo text threads, like – it's just like everybody's still watching every show and I'm not. And I'm starting to be like, am I part of this right now? Mm. I mean, I am. I'm watching a lot. I mean, maybe you're becoming a little bit of a friend of. No, and that's okay. I don't want to be a friend of. Well, I maybe love that's this. okay. I don't know that you do. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you do, Allison. I know. It sounds like the opposite of that. I know. I just like, I don't know what's going on. It's been a little challenging. Hmm. Scandaval has like reinvigorated and I was watching Vanderpump and Summer House and um, I reluctantly watched Southern Charm Hmm. nothing fun there anymore but still in the mix (laughs) 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 but like again like it's like we'll see what happens with the like the split New York the new and the old if the old even happens I don't know that the old is I don't think it's gonna happen but it's like then we're gonna get like crappy lake or whatever um Isn't that like a Sonia Luann spinoff they're doing? Oh my God. I literally didn't. And I was like, what's that? Is there a swamp or something? Crappy, what's like, going on? Isn't it like crappy the Hudson River? Um, yeah. It's, I don't even know what the fucking name if of that, it, but their new, their new little, show like, for E, their new like limited series, which they filmed, I swear to God, 18 years ago. I mean, and I do not know why it hasn't come out. It does not make, you would think now would be the perfect time, especially if seriously. legacy. And actually I would, I think, wonder if they were trying to time it out so that like, in between it was like be, bet, like before legacy or right after like to capitalize on like we're talking about these ladies so like we'll talk about these ladies here and also the reboot i don't know if they i you would think that they would want to time it with a lot of space so that we're not comparing the two which we will absolutely, we absolutely do anyway have to do but i would think that maybe the this this new sonia lu show could help legacy if there's a positive reaction to it right if people are like oh this is fun right i think people are worried it's not going to be fun to watch some of these women together which women on legacy it's not one of my concerns like ramona ramona's not in it yeah but like i know that like for a while we were like who is going to be on it and i was always like i don't think i can watch ramona anymore yeah ramona got voted off the island by the network great so it was jill kelly 
Lou. Kelly. Tinsley said no. Dorinda. And I'm missing someone. Sonia. Yeah. I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. You know what I am excited for? What? Is the upcoming girls trip seasons. Okay. Like that still gets me going. So I don't know, like, and it's like, that's the same people. It's the same thing. And I'm still excited about that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, we've been in New Jersey for so long. We've been in Beverly Hills for so long. Like, maybe I'm just like getting a little tired because, that, but it's because like you take some of those women out of it. Like, I will say I didn't mind Teresa on Girls Trip. Teresa was great on Girls Trip. Like, it was like 
the lightest we've seen her. Yeah. I don't like Louie, but I don't think I'm alone in that. No, I don't. I <laughs> I think there's the, the people that are trying to push him. I don't know. I just think it's more through their love of Teresa, which I think is a lovely thing because a lot of people want her to have her happy ending. I do not trust him a little bit, not uh-uh. even a little bit. He is just like one of the shadiest men we've seen enter the scene in a very long time. Can't stop thinking about lead generation. Can't stop thinking about Teresa saying she's not getting a prenup because he has more money than her. Can't stop thinking about that as a house of cards. Very concerned for her. And also, she could not have been given a bigger lesson in what happened with her and Juicy Joe yeah. to pay attention, please. And if I hope Did that she end is. up signing a prenup. No. I was hoping maybe that was just something that she said. No, and then, they, and I don't then think she they came did. around. I think that like somebody, I think it was Jen Aiden or somebody was like, wink, wink, like that didn't happen. I don't think. I don't think it happened. It, maybe we'll see something on the wedding special, but I don't think he was going out of his way to be like, you should do this. I love you so much for your own protection just to show my love for you. I think we should sign this. I don't think that conversation was happening. And if it was, it was <sighs> like more tough. of a bait and switch. That's tough. He just has scammer vibes. He could do so much more hurt to her than Juicy Joe. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not even thinking legally. I'm just thinking financially. Financially, because she has built up. She came back from and paid the brink. right, and she paid all of those fucking fines and everything else she did that herself, mm-hmm. and was able to get herself out of it and establish, you know, financial freedom in that way and support her four daughters. After, through the divorce and everything else and raise them and seemingly raise like four lovely responsible yeah the emotionally mature melania are you kidding me like just incredible young women mm-hmm. and she i think i think the parents i think the women on new jersey are like some of the most positive examples of parenting yeah i really do they're all involved in ways that feel earnest yeah and like they're not just like I'm a fun mom on the show. And look, right. at, look at the birthday parties. I throw, not, not to throw, um, what's her name under Danielle the bus? Danielle Cabral. Yeah, yeah. With the Barbie party. A queen. Um, but like, it's not just the performative elements of it. Like, I do feel like those are, you know, moms, parents. You know, I think the, the husbands on the show do a nice job, too, of like, they're in the mix. We're seeing real dinners. We're seeing yeah. real conversations. And like, real like I don't want you to not understand like there's mm-hmm. teaching moments that I think we don't necessarily get I feel like they also have a lot more young children than some yes, of the other franchises totally. so we're seeing like real pa- like I don't know like parenting an 18 year old is very different than parenting an eight-year-old mm-hmm. and like on tv at least so, yeah and and I assume in real life <laughs> yeah and I would I would also think like I don't know I'm just a cat mom <laughs> I would also think like joining this show, seeing what other people have experienced and the challenges and risks involved and like joining this with your young kids and making sure that you're providing whatever structure and environment you can in a position and for a job in which structure and environment are sometimes frowned upon is has to be a daunting task. 100%. But they're fucking killing it. I mean, that's another thing. All those kids seem like they're doing well like like across all the families in new jersey like it feels like every you know you don't hear a lot of bad things coming out of Mm -hmm. like oh so and so ended up doing that like it's no you do not see that honestly on new jersey and some of these kids i mean i think of um you know some of these kids have experienced a lot of trauma and upset and obviously teresa's daughters especially with everything Mm -hmm. that happened to their uh, 
everything that happened legally. But I also think of like Danielle back in the day and those kids and like what Jacqueline would say of like these kids don't have light in their eyes and like what and those kids have seemingly grown up to be like very responsible, Mm -hmm. smart, mature, young adults. And it's just like I think that I really think the New Jersey moms like they really, you know, it's it's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Um. Wow, this has been such a journey, Allison Livy. I, I really am still shocked by that. I didn't know about the um. I know it's just something I've been processing on my own, figuring out like what it all means. Yeah, and I think we all have different triggers and different experiences in mm-hmm. different chapters mm-hmm. in our lives, and certainly those chapters can also be read in the great book of. Bravoholic. <laughs> Truly, though, like yes. we all have different reasons that we were attracted to watching these shows and this environment and community mm-hmm. and different reasons and times in which that attraction either like wanes or just changes. Yeah. And it's OK to feel that, obviously. I and, mean, it's been a long relationship that we have with. Right. This over a network. decade. Well, over 15 years. Over 15 years. And it's definitely like mine has been an up and down. Like it's yeah. like there are times where I'm like, this is my whole world. Yeah. Don't don't talk to me about any other world. This right. Is the, and like, this is the funnest. This is the best. And there have been times where I'm like just a little less interested. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, being I'm, I'm then I came back and now I'm kind of like feeling this like new phase of mm-hmm. like what is housewives to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So interesting. I really the generational of it is yeah. such an and interesting. And I know that's not the right word, but it's yeah. some, but it's like it's it's circling the right word for like what it is that I feel like me versus you. Like I don't know what the like again, like I'm older than some housewives at this point. Like mm-hmm. it's not actually age, but it right. is and I'm like, is it like socioeconomic class that I'm reacting to, but I'm just like, I don't know, like some of them, I'm like, do we have the same amount of money? Um, just like in, like in, like real, like, you know, in real money, like, yeah, do we yeah, have the yeah. same like amount of money? Cash. Not in like your like actual cash. Yeah. Not like yeah, your yeah. house, but like, yeah, yeah. how did you buy it? You know, like how, um, you know, I have a job. Actually, I don't right now, um, but I did uh, for a little while. Um, so it's, so it's not even, it's just more, I think like, you know, there Certain shows tackle certain issues, and I feel like sometimes Housewives feels like I think that the you know you watch like and again like these are more closed communities. I think like New Jersey is a very small closed community mm-hmm. of like New Jersey, and yeah. it's like so you watch Summer House tackle race on a lot like in different ways, and you're mm-hmm. like this is interesting. This is part of the conversation, and like you know that's not something you're gonna get on Housewives. Except you're not watching, you're not, I mean, there, it's come up on Beverly Hills in a way that. I think that that's been really interesting. As like a, as a conversation that involves several members of the cast and you're missing some convos on Potomac right now when it comes to. And also I have to say that before you shut the door on being a friend of Housewives, you gotta open up the window, also known as the Miami Reboot. I which know. For I've many heard it's people, so, so good. It's, it's bringing so people good. back. It's bringing people back. I would love for you to watch at least the first two seasons, the current one and the one prior yeah. of the Miami Reboot. Yeah. Because, because I watched Miami back in the day, but I don't remember perfect. it. <laughs> per- you don't have to. Right. And it has, for many of us, been such a light. I think mm-hmm. you might, I don't. I, while- I know some little tidbits and some like, mo- and I'm just like, I'm interested, but right. I just haven't like 
sat down. I'm just like having a hard time like sitting down and like actually pulling the trigger on like starting something. Yeah. Well, I get, and also if you're feeling a certain way about existing franchises, I could understand feeling it's like, why over. would I start? But then again, like, why one? am I so excited for Ultimate Girls Trips 3 and 4? Mm. You know, it's like, that's the same thing, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I I think I like the shakeup. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I need a shakeup here mm-hmm. and there. And it feels like, you know, you look at New Jersey, there's not, it's still Teresa's show, and it's kind of been like a, the Teresa show for the last eight years. Um, you know. Beverly Hills is still kind of all about Kyle and how many houses she owns. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, then I'm just like, is that what Housewives is? And it's like, I don't think it is. I think there's more to it. Like, I think that different franchises bring so many like fun, different, exciting conversations. And maybe it's just that I have to start digging into some of the other franchises because I've been so siloed in my kind of three for so long. And also you can get exactly what you want and or feeling about Housewives while watching it. A mm-hmm. person can go in and say, I want to feel escape and find that escape if yes. that is in fact what they are looking for that mm-hmm. can influence how they're processing what they're seeing. Another person can say, I want people to see people behaving badly because mm-hmm. that'll make me feel better, mm-hmm. including about the times in which I wanted to behave badly but felt like I didn't have a choice but to take it. Then yeah. you can watch Housewives. And see some of that rage and connect with it because maybe yes. you're in an environment or a situation in which that doesn't feel safe or isn't something that you would want to necessarily experience or communicate in that way. Yes. And also opportunities like the great irony here is we can think of the idea of escapism, elitism, socioeconomic status as a thing that's like sometimes a chokehold, right? Mm-hmm. Of like these people with power are yes. here and it's hard for me to empathize or experience that because I think that there's a real cost to some some of that like one percentism and then also the idea of like the great irony is the ways that the show began as a way to see people in these gated communities Mm -hmm. and to see that everything isn't great there yes to see that while they do have enormous financial privilege um privilege in in many different ways class whatever else there is access opportunity that wow you're going through this like fucking horrifying divorce Divorce, or split or you're dealing with extremely real and serious issues with your kids or like you're Mm -hmm. dealing with friendship betrayal or you just got fucking fired from your job and we're all trying to process that as being great like there are ways that like we watch housewives also because maybe that's our opportunity to feel equal to understanding of or even better than yes that we might not have the opportunity otherwise because we might not be able to access those communities aside from watching it on bravo right because of where we find ourselves in our lives yes so the irony for me in how i even view some of this is like absolutely there's the way to think of how privilege plays a part in our society regardless of what political yeah part of the political spectrum you're on and then there's also the way to be like isn't housewife sometimes a subversion of that because yes. while we can still acknowledge that the privilege exists right you're in your big a lot of their lives are really house right? while they're Melissa's in their house Mc- i can't stop thinking about what it looks like they're like redoing or something i don't even know what's happening <laughs> but like while you're in your mcmansion or in the beautiful house right. one of the three or like yeah. wherever you are there are things going on that I know I would never want to have yes, a part of right, my life. Where it's not worth. It's like, oh, like it's not all perfect. It's not, which right. is a nice like real like reality reminder, especially like yeah. when you live in the world that we live in and 
Yeah. And that lives are inherently complicated and not taking away from, listen, yeah. my life would be a lot less stressful if I knew every month consistently how I was paying the rent. Yes. There's the removal of that yes. if I had more financial access, acumen, whatever else that would help me in other areas of my life as well and <laughs> right. remove stress. Yes. That stress has con consequences, physical, emotional, whatever else. There's no denying that. But also, yes. when you reach that other point, there are going to be other, other problems. different other problems and, some and different the, challenges. And some of the same problems. Like, the friendship fights right. are always what make me the most interested. Yeah. And are grounded. Yeah. I mean, it's like so often we think of, somebody said this recently, it wasn't me, it was somebody smarter, but like the idea of Housewives is uh, a show about conflict and sometimes potentially the hope for conflict resolution. Yeah. And sometimes it's about that and it's also about the, the cost of escapism, the cost of privilege and the opportunity to like find connections mm -hmm. with people we might not otherwise have the opportunity or choice to come in contact with and like experience life on such an emotionally available yes. level. Yes. And that to me is interesting. And it's also interesting. It's like this thing that I try to, I've been trying to end some recent episodes with just as a little bit of a reminder, not even for AGs, of, but of myself, of the opportunity of experiencing discomfort in mm -hmm. conversation and allowing yourself to feel a certain way without devaluing the need for conversations to exist, including ones that you vehemently disagree with. Like to say, wow, to myself, like, I might disagree with what Sarah said about person X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. But the point of Andy's Girls and us having almost 400 of these episodic conversations is to say that, like, it's not my goal or right. responsibility to convince someone, right. including the listeners, including yeah. my co-host, totally. that how I feel is the right way because I don't know that it is. Right. It, we're just talking to each other and trying to explain this universe and sometimes our love for it and sometimes why we feel distance and... That's it. It's yeah. it's actually not that complicated. Right. And it's also not life or death. Yeah, there are and real things that, that, that are life like, and death. Like life and death. Yes. Like The Last of Us, which I... <sighs> fuck. It's like I'm actually... I've gotten to a place in my life with Pedro Pascal where I, like, I can't even... And people are sending me stuff because they know I'm like fucking obsessed with him. I mean, he's so hot. He's like the things that I would do. I think about it way too much. I know me too. But like... <laughs> But like, it's also horrible when like people reach out and they're like, I'm also obsessed because I'm like, no, 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 no. The, the, but like, I know that like, when we meet, it's going to be a thing. <laughs> but like, I can't even watch full reels anymore because I'm so uncomfortable with how much I, I like feel things for him. I don't remember the last time I felt this about I was someone. having this conversation with my friend and we were like, there hasn't been a guy like this in a minute who's like this hot but also the personality and Fuck. also he's the good actor and he's like but he's like a little around. dark and yeah. like he's There's, experienced things but like in his he's, life without me actually knowing oh, that i, I know. know he has because i know it informed his work just Gray but hair. it's just like there just hasn't been someone like him in a while that's kind of been pedro pascal do you watch real Housewives of new jersey do you have thoughts on Teresa melissa i feel like he i feel like i could see him as a beverly hills viewer yeah and he's also really people, good friends with Sarah Paulson, mm -hmm. who's a Bravo holic. She's a Bravo holic. So I feel like she's probably dragged him into watching episodes. One hundred percent. I don't think it's been a drag. I think he has experienced pleasure. Watching I mean, he, he does seem like one of those people, like where sometimes you find out, a, like a celebrity who's like yeah. maybe a more serious uh, actor or John musician. Hamm. 
Yeah. Has John, thoughts about Erica. John Hamm has thoughts about Erica. Rihanna watches everything. Everything. Like, it's like, oh, that is such a, like, beautiful thing that connects all of us. Yes. <laughs> and I think that he seems like the kind of person where if, like, if he had to go and watch What Happens Live, like, that he'd he, have some stuff to say. He would have some stuff to say. And it would be, like, just a whole other <laughs> I think I would pass out. Listen, Pedro Pascal, anyone who has con- his hairstyle is Coco. I've been like lurking on her Instagram too. Anybody has access to the Pedro Pascal universe, the Last of Us universe, yeah. anybody over at HBO Max, yeah. please slide into my DMs. I have a couple of follow-up <laughs> questions for you. But I hope that that, I mean, like the, you know, it's, it's an odd thing to almost feel like I'm pitching the show nearly 400 episodes in, but it's just like. Sometimes I think we need a little reset in the yeah. idea that like what we're listening to should be easy to listen to. And if we even if we're triggered by something that's said, even if we're vehemently upset by something that were said yeah. that was said, the idea that like the point of us talking isn't to convince you that we're right. It's just to express how we're feeling. Yeah, that's what Housewives is. Yeah, that's why it's a hit is because you can have conversations with people that like maybe do have conflict in them about what you think about what you saw or how you support different people or what. And like, Mm. that's why like Bravo is a community and not just a network. Right. Because like, it is like, it's a conversation starter. Those shows are conversation starters. Why do I have like 10 text threads dissecting a minute and a half long trailer Mm -hmm. about people I've never, I was going to say never met, but I have. (laughs) (laughs) You went to dinner dinner. with a couple of them. Um, But like, you know, it's like that it can do this like really cool thing of like giving you conversations to have and get into that like it doesn't like us like disagree like if if we were mm. to like just actively be like I love this person I hate this person I like what they did here I really didn't like what they did here like that that like is nice it's nice to disagree sometimes yeah and that sometimes we can feel disconnected from the reality that we're experiencing but that's also where the community can step in even though the bravo community can and podcast community Mm -hmm. and whatever else can be an incredibly toxic experience and very triggering for people um and incredibly negative it's also an absolute opportunity to connect with people yeah including connect with people who you don't share um similar views on a variety of topics but you allow yourself the opportunity to see someone as a human being and to say to that person we don't need to necessarily talk about any of that stuff right now because we wouldn't be able to have a conversation and i mean that in every sense of the word totally but let's talk about Teresa and Louie. Let's yes. talk about what the fuck is going on with um, It's About Tom, with Ariana, with yeah. Raquel. Like, let's let's allow ourselves to take a pause and just say, like, in this universe that we can argue whether or not it's real, we can find value in each other in ways that we would otherwise limit. Yeah. And isn't that a beautiful thing? It's a Don't beautiful we need more thing. of that, especially this week? Yeah. And you know what's next week? is um, my birthday. <gasps> I just wanted to oh my shout God. out myself because I don't think I'm doing a fucking thing. I yeah. really don't know. I what never I'm do. do. Oh, I, I do. I make a little parade. I do a little parade. Oh, sure. But what, you don't do anything? I don't do anything. When's your birthday? December 22nd. It's like, you can't. Oh, because you're smack dab in Christmas and it's, Hanukkah. It's Christmas and Hanukkah. It's How rude. It's always like, they're either like, people are on their holiday vacations or mm. their winter breaks or they're not I was never in the right place like when I was in college I was never with my college friends for my birthday and then like in New York most people go home and see their families for Christmas I don't so it's like 
then nobody will be here. So I've just like never, I've never really done anything. What date? You said December 22nd? Yeah. Okay, so let's end this episode the way I usually start my day, but I have been very badly for a while and have, keep forgetting to check with the New York Post Daily Horoscope, oh, a horoscope me. that was Great. like literally made by people who know what's going on. Yes, of course. Highly encourage the people listen <laughs> um, and rather read their daily horoscope with New York Post because I swear to God, they know what's up. Okay, so your Capricorn, your daily horoscope mm-hmm. is the more others demand to know why you have made certain decisions, the more you must tell them to mind their own business, <laughs> but nicely, of course. They have no right to quiz you about your affairs, so don't waste time and energy listening to them. Wow. Is that impactful? Is that meaningful to you? No. Okay, great. <laughs> so mine as an Aries is now the sun is moving into your birth sign. Shouldn't that be now that the sun, whatever. Now the sun is moving into your birth sign. There can be no more excuses. You can and you must get your act together. <laughs> Every time it's a drag. Every time they're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you can and you must get your act together and take control of the way your life unfolds. Mm. Your natural Aries energy means nothing can stop you if you apply yourself. So do it. This is extremely meaningful. Oh, and wow. every time I go to the New York Post Daily Horoscope, I'm like, you can absolutely go fuck yourself. Yeah. Then there's the cut weekly horse is it weekly or monthly weekly horoscope which is is it weekly or monthly? i forget i think i used weekly. to be a horoscope reader just because like it's it very was emotional i don't know what and i just kind of like stopped after a while i was just On like maybe that's enough of that i very i like a horoscope because i feel mm-hmm. like it can like add positive stuff although there have been a couple of financial of like don't spend anything because you're and about I'm to like, get fucked that i'm, I'm like, like oh, oh okay, that's great. rude because yeah because it's gonna let me spend my money i don't know right let me be wasteful and financially live once i just want stuff this is the, I just we're recording in the office. At the end of the day, <laughs> I, guys, just want, I just want I just stuff. want stuff. I just want more and stuff. more. And, and if that isn't the American dream, I don't know. I don't what know what is. is. At any cost. Shout out to PK and Dorit. Listen, Alison <laughs> Ivy, thank you for recording for 1800 hours. <sighs> an emotional conversation and a very special episode. A very special episode, a <laughs> philosophical conversation. Gotta leave you with one just uh, you know, straight on ep- uh, reunion recording this week, Will Raquel show. I think we're going to see her on Zoom. Okay. All right. That's my current prediction as of today. Into it. Again, as Andy said, it's going to change change every day. day. It's going to be a wild, it's going to be a wild ride to see what, what we, what info we find out. I feel like it's, I might be recording on Friday. I forget what day, but it's this week. I really want them to give us a calendar just to be like, yeah, hey, here's when you're going to, the the mm-hmm. new footage is going to be part of episodes. Like, yeah. here's what that, here's when that episode airs. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to know in advance. Cause like, I would like to block off real time to watch it live. Mm. Which I'm now doing because I, and I hate it. And it gives me so much anxiety. I hate watching Bravo live. I hate it. Really? Hate it. Cause it makes me feel anxious and the commercial breaks and like it's mm-hmm. happening live, but I don't for VPR now. I'm like, I you don't want to see it on Instagram first. Mm-hmm. I need to see, you I need, need to, to see, see it, it live. It makes me so uncomfortable. I, there's something about it. I can't, I don't like watching housewives live. I've been watching some, some New Jersey live. Yeah. That's been enjoyable. But, um, anyway, listen, this we've is, been talking forever. This is amazing. You know, I die for you. I, li- I love you. I love you. <laughs> Where can people follow your shit? What do you got cooking? So many live shows on the horizon here in New York, New York City and beyond. Yeah. Tell us everything. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Libby. That's where I update 
what's going on with me. I don't mm. have a website, much to my representative's uh, chagrin. Why don't you have a website? I am just lazy. Oh, my God. Um, I haven't updated sarahgalley.com I mean, in a minute. I'm but like, does I anyone like need this? I have agents who do all my work for me. <laughs> um, you can follow my podcast, Ruined. Um, mm. We come out every Tuesday, and we've got some new stuff cooking. That's very. It's a horror movie podcast where my friend Hallie, who loves horror, ruins uh, a horror movie for me, who refuses to see them. But I'm always like, well, what happened? Um, which I always want to do in reverse for Housewives or her. And she's like, it's too stressful for me. I can't deal oh with it. Oh, my God. You should force her to. For, like, Halloween, honestly. I'm like, if you had to tell me what happened in, like, Hereditary, like, I need to be able to tell you what <sighs> happened on Vanderpump. Like, I just do. Um, uh, and then, yeah, just a bunch of live shows. And I'll be, tour- hopefully, some coming up this year touring uh, my solo show oh got a show about abortion mm. um so stay tuned for details on that and that's kind of like it amazing <laughs> i don't have a lot going on these days and now you just listed 18 things You're like, <laughs> just like a podcast and some live shows and my solo show and just like uh, you know constant traveling and yeah. performing yeah. and writing and all this stuff. <laughs> um guys listen number one way to support the podcast is joining the andy scrolls patreon there are two hour long Bonus, supersized, uh, satchel spectacular, satchels of gold, meaning your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns, named in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Clorn Ben Simone, which you can message to me on Instagram at Dame Galley. And I'd love to unpack them on future Patreon episodes. So it's two hours of satchel spectaculars unpacking wow. your thoughts and feels about all things VPR, including a satchel sent from a licensed, um, Licensed therapist, also known to Patreon AGs as Hannah in Chicago, who sends table of contents now to introduce the topics she is about to present in her satchel, which is fucking incredible. I die for a table of contents. I love a table of contents. And I highly encourage, this is a spot, like take up space, like Mm. literally Mm -hmm. deep dive. When people send me satchels, typically the response is like, first off, thank you so much. And also like, can you expand on that? Like. Yeah. Let's get into more. the nitty gritty. So more, more is more. More is more. Um, so support the AG Patreon and AG Classic by joining that sassy little social experiment at patreon.com slash girls. And again, follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. And that's it. That's that on that. That's all she wrote. I mean, I just, I'm out of words and stuff. I think this I. was quite a journey, quite a ride. Quite it was a, a journey. It was a journey. I loved every second of it. <laughs> Here from the Classes HQ. All right, guys, on that note, hope you enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.